Wait a no, minute. Right. I'm supposed to be doing this intro and then you'll be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this week we switched it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So welcome back to the podcast, everyone. What? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Can you say it's your go this week? Yeah, it is my go this week. I'm going to take over. Yeah, I'm taking over your podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to this episode. I'm Barry Lee Cummings from Beat the Cyberbully. And I'm taking over Carl's podcast because I want to ask him a few questions about something that he's uh, he's pretty good at. And I want to get some insight from him. Um, he's been mentoring me when it comes to things like content creation. So, uh, hi, Carl. Welcome to your podcast. <laughs> Good day. Thank you for having me on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, I know it's a bit different, but I, I really wanted to do this uh, with you because I want to talk to you about something that we're both very uh, involved with when it comes to our businesses and then what's going on. Um, and it's this idea of content. So um, you've heard it. I think people listening in have probably heard it. Content is king. It's something that's bandied around in the digital marketing space a lot. I always change that to say, actually, that's not true. The real saying should be regular, relevant content is king um, because you can produce a lot of content. And if it's not really that good or not relevant to your audience, then what's the point? So it's about making sure that it's regular. It's about making sure it's relevant. And in this day and age, I personally believe that means video. And I think you might agree with that. Yes or no? 100% agree with that. Yeah, video has definitely the highest impact in, uh, in entertainment uh, and delivering a message, uh, whether it be educational uh, for your business. In, in your case, uh, video is definitely the medium uh, that, that I've noticed and I think everyone else can agree as well that has the most impact. And I think you're right. What you said before, consistency is, is the number one. Uh, not focusing so much on quality these days, which I'm probably going to get beaten down in the comments for this from the industry pros. But uh, there is a there is a compromise of, you know, if you're doing this sort of stuff yourself, which you're which you've got into now, creating your own content and gone down that path of, of the DIY option, is you've got to find that balance between done is better than perfect and, and getting it out there. So consistency is definitely key. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's difficult, especially for creative people to grasp that as well. The uh, done is better than perfect because there's a lot of perfectionists out there. And in my opinion, and I do it, I do it as well. It's, it's also, um, it's procrastinating. It's how oh, I could just change that. I could just do that and so forth. And that then you don't actually get it out there. And coming back to your point about consistency, pre-video, it was about blogging. And it was saying, look, if you're going to do a blog, which I believe and I still believe everybody should be doing, commit to a schedule and create the content because there's no point creating one blog post and then there being a six month gap and then another blog post. And now the same principle applies to video. If you do one video and then there's a six month gap on your YouTube channel, people say, okay, well, maybe they're not doing it anymore. Maybe maybe the brand doesn't exist and, and they'll make that judgment really quickly. So this idea of consistency is so, so important, but it comes with a challenge because to be consistent at video, content creation and this is what we're going to talk about today there's a lot to it um and so we want to talk about a lot of time but also skill and something that sometimes i think you devalue a little bit in terms of your knowledge of how to do these things is exceptionally valuable Uh, and i'm very grateful for 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 the the mentorship and the tutelage i've had from you because I look at things like, and we'll get into this later, Premiere Pro, and I, I'm looking at it thinking, uh, well, 
where do I start? What do, and even then, after having been taken through it, it's still a challenge. But before we get into that, because that's obviously post-production, we have to get into the idea of, of pre-production and also production. So can you tell me a little bit in terms of your opinion with all your experience in the industry, how important is pre-production in the in the process of content creation and what is pre-production first of all well it's mainly planning so and, and like you said just a moment ago is the creating goals and preparation because if you don't plan and you don't set these goals it's just the goalpost is just going to keep moving further and further away and you're never going to get any of it done because there is a huge process involved in it and a lot of that is taken care of and planned in pre-production so in my opinion no matter what size the project uh, or you know if it's just a simple little social media upload or even a simple instagram story do a little bit of preparation of course a 15 second instagram story is there's not going to be that much to it but plan a little bit there uh, and, and that's that's key because you then gain the confidence in, especially if you're doing talking headshots, like kind of what you see here. And a lot of your content that you've recently produced is you're in front of the camera talking to your audience, communicating a message. And if you're not confident in communicating that message, that come off very easily on camera. There's, there's an energy level. The level of energy that you've got off camera, you've got to times that by two on camera, and then it looks standard, normal on camera right. so then you if you want to look exciting and really interesting on camera you've got times it more than two to get it above that level uh, so planning gives you that confidence in communicating the message that you that you want to deliver and in the best way possible so and and that's right. just being on camera then you've got the technicalities you've got to set the camera gear up you've got to have a good understanding of that choosing the camera that's right for you there are so many cameras on the market now uh, so choosing the right equipment is good for you. The lighting that you've got on you now, you've got a key and a fill light. Like anyone watching this can't really see, but from the lighting on your face and that and that yeah. kicker light on your back and your hair light, that's from your window. I know that because I've yeah. been down to your office and helped you set it up. And the same with mine. Yeah. I've got my key light here. And I've got a kicker light back here. Just putting a bit of a, a light on my outline, separating me from the background. So these, these are just, you know, Lighting is the first thing to consider, but in the preparation uh, and with equipment, the camera, the right camera that's best for you, and then obviously the planning giving you the confidence to to set yourself up and, and look good on camera, communicating your message. So planning and prepping is is key. It's the first thing it's you key, should be doing. Yeah. And so just on that point, because I know that people are going to be asking this question, you're saying about the right camera for you, and there's that cliche, the right camera is the camera you've got with you. So yeah. when... That's the best uh, camera. Now, the best oh, camera the you best have camera, is right. the one that's in your pocket. <laughs> Not necessarily the right one. Okay, yeah, yeah fair enough. Good distinction. <laughs> so um, a lot of people, as you said, are, are looking at creating content quickly. They're looking for the short snippet content for social media. Your mobile device is, is obviously more than capable of doing that but is it true to say the same principles apply that when you're thinking about doing this planning it and, and lighting and also i know we'll come on to this all but sound um are so important whilst video everybody obviously associates it with being it's it's video i'm watching it mm. but how because uh, and i want to talk about this it's, it's a leading question because i know what the answer is to a certain extent but i think people need to understand this how important is sound when it comes to video 
so you're watching me now and that is immediate okay it's funny to start with but if that was yeah. a continuation through the video you'd just be like what is going on there's no subtitles on the bottom i can't read i can't hear him, yeah. hear him. i can't read what he's saying or anything like that and immediately you're disengaged you're gonna you're gonna be distracted you go somewhere else you go to facebook you'll go to another youtube video or whatever sound is the yeah. utmost important because even even though that we're recording video um if the sound isn't there then there's no point in watching my my lips move but if the video isn't there and the sound still is then there's a higher chance that the, the person watching or the, the audience is still going to be engaged because they can still hear the content they can still hear the the message or you know whatever the story is that's being told throughout that uh, recording so audio i think is is the number one and it's more traditional too because you know you date things back to media radio was the first thing that we had in our houses and then tv so we we listened before we watched so i think that mm. comes first so audio is definitely key but they all play a huge role i, I would start with audio uh like any podcast you can do a podcast and like ours you, you know you can do it just with audio without video element to it mm. then focus on your video capture but whilst you implement in the video element to it then you've got to consider your lighting because the camera like our eyes we we uh, perceive light information and when you've got lighting studio lights or you start manipulating the lighting for yourself you have full control over it like i have a window over there from my from my office and certain times throughout the day there's a big bounce of sunlight the sun is over that side of the building and it's reflecting on the building over there and it throws that light orange light straight in to the to through the window but it only lasts for a couple of hours so if i'm recording something that's longer than a couple of hours my lighting is going to dramatically change through that recording mm. so if you have lights set up that are set for certain settings permanently you have full control over it so light is something to consider when you're implementing a video element to your uh, to your content Definitely. And it's something that I learned from you because I thought I always thought that it would be better. And, and I've changed my setup in my office since because I would have the window as my uh, key light as my main light because I thought, well, natural light coming through the window, that's a good thing. Right. That's, mm, yeah. But it wasn't until I started recording it. And then, like you say, because and talking about my setup, my I'm using my uh, my um, MacBook to record because it's the one that I have. Oh, yeah. You're on your webcam, camera, aren't you? Yeah, and so that camera doesn't have settings like a like a DSLR or anything. So I'm reliant on it understanding what's going on. And of course, as you've said to me, when the clouds go or the sun dips a little bit or whatever, it changes, and the camera doesn't necessarily know what to do. And so then, when you watch it back, you think, oh, "What happened there?" And of course, it's just yeah. that the light changed. And, and well, that's, that's because I your camera's on auto settings, isn't it? The the yeah. the webcam itself, um, you can't manually change the settings, which is a thing to consider when you're choosing a camera. You want to be able to manually change the settings and lock them off because with your webcam there, there is no manual settings in there so what it's going to do is it's going to artificially adjust for the light that's in the environment so if you came closer to your camera right now the shutter speed will probably speed up it'll be a lot crisp, crisper and clearer like it is yeah yeah, yeah because you've it's got more close. light information and more information closer to the camera the camera is scanning you um but if the light changed outside like it will do throughout the day as the sun moves the camera will automatically adjust for that too so manual settings is, is key and yeah so it's going to adjust yeah. 
No, for sure. And that's something, you know, for my content creation, I'm, I'm on a journey and this is why I wanted to do this, this, this episode and take over from, from you as host, because it's, it's a journey that I'm on right now, but yeah. it's also one where I've learned so much. And, and I think that some of the things that I've learned are just so valuable for people that are just getting into this because like with digital marketing, you know, my background, people are really slow to get into it. And, and people are still questioning, should I be doing video, uh, you know, from a personal branding perspective from a business branding perspective and I've been banging this drum for the last five years saying yes um, and, but at the same time I've also not been doing it I've been I've been knowing that I should be doing it and only since Beat the Cyberbully and Probabble and, and whatnot have really become my focus have I realised how important it is to be in front of the camera uh, to get comfortable with that to have a setup that I'm uh, comfortable with that I can produce something. I'm still not that good with the planning side of things because that's my weakness across the board. So I am one of those that will sit down and go, right, let's do this and, and wing it a little bit. But I've noticed as well that when I've got my checklist next to me and I'm looking at that or I've got my whiteboard with the three points that I want to cover on that video, it goes much smoother. Um, yeah, some, of, some of the, yeah, the planning element. And even if it is a, a subject which I, you know, I talk a lot about cyber safety and online reputation and I know a lot about the subject I don't know everything of course but I know a lot about it so I feel comfortable with the topic but yeah. still when I when I try and jump into something that's when and you know we, we could probably fill a couple of hours of bloopers of me fluffing lines and, and getting it wrong and swearing and, and, and whatnot just like everybody will but all of those things contribute to your learning of how to do it and, and how not to do it um, and what what you can do to, to improve multiple different things which is it's interesting and it brings me to the next question which is when it comes to content I always advise my clients that realistically the client the, the content should come from within the organization i.e you because you mm. you are you and you are the only one that can present that but then a lot of clients say yeah but I don't have the time to do that so can we get into this discussion about should you do it yourself or should you hire someone? And I want your opinion on this because you're on both sides of this fence based on you have a production company, but you also teach people how to do this. So what, what, do, you, what do you think people should be considering when they're, they're looking at this in terms of should I do it myself or should I go and hire somebody to get this done for me? No, it's, it's a good question. And it's something that I've seen myself answering quite a lot these days. And I think everyone should be asking themselves this is, uh, you know, should I be adding video to my business or should I be looking into creating video? And I think the way that technology is moving forward and everyone, mostly everyone is spending their time online. You you know this, you know, better than, than most people I know. Um, and the content that you're watching online usually is is video it like i said it has more of an impact it's more entertaining to watch it's, it's easier to communicate a message so yeah everyone should be asking this this question to themselves and they, if they're not they then they should soon be doing that and then that sort of comes into you know how then to do it um, i think you sh everyone should also gain some kind of skills i think that most people already have because they have you know this smart device in their pocket yeah. and these days the cameras on them are really really usable uh, there are movies being made these days Hollywood movies that have been made with just a smartphone so there's testament yeah. to it there uh, so everyone I, I think anyone that has a smartphone has some kind of skill on the photographing or making video they just got to implement more of the planning and have a bit more of an experience and yes you are 
are down the road of understanding the process yourself. You've created a whole bunch of videos yourself now with a bit of guidance. Um, I'm just a few more steps ahead of you and I'm still learning. The, the, the technology is always changing. There's always something new that's coming out on the market. There's always a new camera, there's always new tech. The quality is increased. Why? Because the sensor is bigger. There's more color science technology gone into the sensor and so on and so on. So even for anyone in the industry that's professional at it like myself, I'm still learning just a few more steps down the road than, than you are. So when it, whether you should learn to do it yourself or hire someone else, I think there's a very fine balance between the two. I think you should have a good understanding of it yourself because then you know the planning and you can communicate that well to someone that you're hiring. So when clients come to me and rely on me to deliver or produce some content uh, or a film for them to represent a business or something a little bit more personal like a wedding film, I'm hired for wedding films sometimes as well. And it's nice to know that they have that the, the message they want is communicated in the right way, as opposed to make it look good, make it maybe look thin. Uh, that's what's related to weddings <laughs> all the time, all the time. Every bride, make me look good on camera. Maybe no, you're going to go good on camera yourself. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to have them to communicate it, to communicate what they want, what story do they want to tell. I mean, with weddings, it has its own story. It's a love story. It's about romance. And then the day the event unfolds. But when a client or a creative agency comes to me and asks me some questions about a brand or a particular campaign that they want to market, um, I've got to understand fully what's in their mind first. So for them to be able to communicate that well, now, like a creative agency, they're, they're obviously experienced. They know how to communicate what they want to suppliers. Um, but if it's a, an individual such as yourself that's focusing solely on digital marketing, you want to get content, you don't quite know how it's done, to possess those skills yourself, when you communicate something to me from now on, we pretty much can get down to the meat of it, right? We, we know what we're doing, you know what message you want to communicate, you kind of know, what you, you definitely know how it's done now, so we can just get straight to it, get set up, mm -hmm. and you get involved. You get involved in setting the camera up because you want to learn that. You get involved with setting the mic and the audio up because you want to learn that. And the same with the lighting and the position where you see yourself, the framing. Like you and I are nicely composed in our frame right now. Microphone slightly in the shot, deliberately done because it's a podcast. Yeah. It's meant to have that authenticity to it. And your background that you've got now that's green screened. So just give that a switch off so, we can, yeah. so people can okay. see <laughs> for the video see viewers, you. of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, there. oh, there's another one. There you go. So yeah, that's yeah. that's what's actually behind you, and exactly to show that rawness uh, and understanding what goes on. So then later on, when you you know you're doing your own conference calls or podcasts that have a, a Zoom call yeah. into it, you no, can definitely do this. And this is one of my this is one of my fill, fill lights yeah so that's out of conveniently out of shot just casting that so yeah it is but this is also that and again one of the reasons why you wanted to do this is that it's i don't have a studio i'm in my office i'm on my macbook i'm using the macbook camera i've got two of these lights which i bought on amazon this microphone this blue yeti microphone i bought eight or nine years ago when I started doing uh, digital marketing because I was told at that point it was a good microphone to have. I was like, okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then I, did, I didn't use it though. I, I, you know, I used it for a little bit. Then I was like, okay, I'm not sure what to use it for. But over the last two years, 
pretty much every single day. And then I've also bought another microphone because I was in Canada and I bought a portable green screen because I was in Canada and I wanted to start doing stuff, but only through understanding what I've learned from you. Uh, and also from my background, from a digital perspective, understanding how important video content is now, it was kind of time for me to start walking the walk and not just talking the talk. Absolutely. Um, but I also, I also come back to the point you said there about learning and I also, really agree with that because I realized that I wasn't really learning a lot so the digital market is changing all of the time so I was learning from that side of things but I hadn't learned a new skill so when I started I learned how to do AdSense marketing I learned how to be affiliate marketer I learned about SEO I learned about paid advertising and then it, 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 I, I knew more than the, the market so then I was able to help the market and then of course over the, the years the, the level has come up and I, and things haven't changed drastically there's new new uh, platforms and whatnot but the, the principles still remain the same so then actually creating content and learning how to do it that was a something that I was like oh it's frustrating because I don't know how to do it but it's also it's feeding me in, in a way as well because I'm learning and so now over the last few months I'm, I'm much more comfortable opening Premiere Pro now whereas prior to us doing it I looked at it and thought oh, I'm scared to press that because when it opens yeah, it's overwhelming I don't it? know so what many it, features to it yeah yeah, I think it's also um, which... worth noting that just backtracking with the audio, like you were talking about your Blue Yeti microphone that you're using, is the quality of capture, which we can touch on a little bit later. But just mentioning that now is is with audio being the key, the number one uh, piece of content to record is that's got to be a clean audio. And and just listening to you right now on a proper microphone that's a condensed condenser microphone, you know the technology that's inside it uh, captures the low tones, the mid tones and the high tones of, of, of audio frequency, the voice, the sound coming out of your mouth is very important because that needs to be clean for anyone listening now to, to, to hear and understand properly. If that was really tinny, which you would probably get from the traditional microphone in your laptop, built into your laptop, or something that's on someone's mobile phone, it's, you, you can tell the difference for sure. And it's not a nice experience for someone to listen to. So the choice of the equipment that you use uh, is, is very important. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and it's not until, I always knew that, that uh, sound was important when it came to video, but until I started getting into creating it, it, it now, even when I'm recording Zoom with other people for, for content, I'm so aware when they are just on their laptop talking into it, I'm listening to it thinking, oh. Uh, and so for a lot of the podcast stuff, on, for, for my other podcast, I always ask, can you make sure that you have a, a microphone or something, even if it's just headphones that, uh, or you've got a plug-in one though, you can hold it there. Um, that makes such a big difference just to the experience that I have mm. listening to it and not thinking, oh no, I wonder how other people are going to... You know, feel about this because they think that it sounds You're telling like me to do me. what <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then i also had this conversation with my co-host as well because they he didn't really notice it and then i'm thinking well then maybe people don't notice it it's only no, me they and, don't. I, and i was all yeah and the, that's then, the thing you gotta know where to draw the line it's like are you going on normal zoom conferences that are not even a podcast and you're like beforehand make sure you've got a good microphone make sure you've got lights and a good camera <laughs> but it's just a conference call so there, there yeah. is a fine line but like once you know this information you, you look out for it you mm. and you can guide others because even if it is just a conference call and if they have the access to stuff like this like a blue yeti tucked away in the corner in the shelf somewhere that's you know got dust on it kick, kick the dust off and make it a part of your 
conference call if you want, if it's that serious. Well, I think that realistically, if you're on a conference call and it's your business, and this comes back to the whole idea of content being a branding tool as well for you as an individual, um, that you should. You should always make the best impression that you can. And you say just a conference call, but on that conference call, are your colleagues and your teammates or potentially clients or um, prospects and so forth. And now, more than ever, this is how you're going to make your impression. In some cases, you know, you meet, I meet people now for the first time in a Zoom call who are prospects from a digital marketing perspective. And so it's the same as when I go to meet them in, in an office is that I want to be presentable. I want to come across as professional. Well, now you can do that from a digital perspective without, and this is the thing, it's not that much effort. You yeah. can, you, just a few small things and, and it really increases the, the, the production value and quality. And go, of going back you. to your first question, I think it's, that's why it's important to have an understanding, even if it's a basic level of understanding of the process. So you can fit these, what we would think is basics right now, the microphone, a decent-ish camera, some lighting to consider the lighting angle, or even if you're just using the light coming in from, from your window. That's why I think it's, important to have a basic level of understanding of it because like you said there's you don't guess a second chance at a first hang on impression (laughs) that's that's right impression yeah you don't get a second chance at a first impression (laughs) and even if that's through a conference call a professional one for sure Absolutely. And this is where I, I've talked about this before in, in the online space is that now your first impression, you won't even physically be there. So your first impression probably won't even be that Zoom call. The, the first impression you make is when somebody says, OK, let can I talk to you about it? And then they go and Google you um, and they see what pops up and they'll pop onto your LinkedIn. They'll see anything else that comes up in the search engine results pages um, and then they'll make a judgment on you. And then when you pop up in the Zoom call, they'll be like, OK, well, that's kind of what I was expecting or that's not what I was expecting because what I saw online is completely different but this comes back to your brand and now you can use video content to be your brand uh, as in put more content out there so that when people do find you they go okay well that's the guy I want to talk to him about x y or z and I know who I'm expecting to pop up on the screen um, and I already have maybe some preconceived ideas of their level of expertise because I've seen it and I've seen what's cropping up in the search engine uh, results and so I think that maybe this is the person I should be talking to for videography for digital marketing for cyber safety information and so forth because we've created that perception for them and this is where these this ties in with 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 what i do so well and why i want to talk to you because it doesn't really matter now what you do where you work whether you are an employee whether you own a business whether you work in the so-called back office everybody has two brands they have their brand that they work for and then they've got their own personal brand Mm. and their personal brand is what is out there and what people are looking at and when they find you online or they go looking for you online that's your personal brand and people judge you by it so if you then take control of that and start to create content and do it from a video perspective a video ranks highly in the search engine so it's more likely that's going to turn up but you also have an opportunity to position yourself position yourself as an expert in your field Uh, and that doesn't matter whether you own the company or whether you're in in the back office it doesn't matter what you do you can still present yourself as the best at what you do Um, and that can have ramifications across the board for the company you currently work for for you as an individual because people find that and say you know what 
I wouldn't mind having someone like that working for me. And so opportunities come your way because of the content that you've decided to Absolutely. put out there. It's almost like an author, isn't it? It's a, an author mm. of a book. So someone who's specialized in their field writes a book and publishes that book in the millions. And, you know, you have to sell out. And then immediately you're, you're a, an authority in that field. And that, that is content in the end. So it has a very uh, good resemblance to that. So if you produce a bunch of videos like this podcast, when this is published, so anyone listening or watching in now, listen to the content or the, the material that we're discussing, we, we've positioned ourselves in that sense. And that is evergreen. It just, it belongs online, it exists online and, and continues to have that positioning to the viewer every time it's watched or listened to. Absolutely. And I think, again, one thing I like is that we, we're very transparent. So before we hit record, we were planning, we were doing the pre-production work. We were planning, well, and we had a little bit of a back and forth as to, well, what is the point of this piece of content for both of us? Because that's also very important. There needs to be a reason, because a lot of people nowadays produce a lot of content that's you know, it's pointless. And, and yeah. people are wasting time Just watching for the people sake on of getting TikTok and whatnot. Posted doing stuff yeah and that but also that people are because of the mobile device the kind of content that people are posting you think well does that really have any value um and if it doesn't what's the point in having it out there because it's still going to be associated with you and your name yeah. and your personal brand so we were backwards and forwards about well where does this particular piece of content fit because it needs to fit somewhere otherwise what's the point in investing in knowledge and lighting and and sound equipment when there's no real end goal. And this comes right back to what you said at the beginning, the goal of what you're creating that content for. And it's great to have it out there as part of your reputation. But at the same time, we were discussing, well, I would like to use this because of Cobabble as a technology that we've put out there about digitization of content and digitizing your content. Video is a key part of that, as is turning your um, some of your information into podcasts. It's about taking all of that information and then putting it into a technology that delivers it to mm. people. But it, Creating that, our technology, yeah, our technology without content, there's no point to the technology. Yeah. You know, there, there has to be something to put in there, and that means video content. That means creating content that your audience wants to hear from you and that is where people sometimes get a bit lost i think and i know we've had this discussion because you i think you're a little bit torn about teaching people how to do videos as it were um versus why they're doing videos what is the purpose of mm. them learning this skill because you want people to a make the best videos but you also want them to have a story to tell and well this goes back to what you said to me offline once is is the, it goes into the purpose of uh, you know what's your purpose in making something don't just make something for the sake of it and posting it because hey look at me you know i'm online i'm contributing to Na this narcissism what? 101 not exactly i want to be successful i want to be like that youtuber and this is instagrammer and, and so on so you just end up posting and publishing and creating content that's pointless and i think that's where the preparation comes into it a lot as well like you know the preparation we had before this uh, recording for this podcast now is what's our purpose what do we want to do this for and that helps and establish us to first what we're going to discuss and how is it going to benefit someone else and second of all should we bother doing it? is there any point in doing this with with this podcast and, and save our time. Because there's one thing to consider here, I think, a lot, and that's if you've 
you're getting into this. You've got to know what you're getting into. It's a huge time commitment, especially if you want to decide doing it yourself. You know? It's interesting. <clears throat> I'm recording this my side right now, and uh, Barry is frozen. Oh, he's disappeared. He's gone from the recording. So because we're recording this on a Zoom call, let's see if he's in the... Let's see if he's in a participant's area because he does have the invite. Maybe his internet dropped. These are things to consider when you're in quarantine, let's say, and you're having to socially distance, record a podcast far away and someone else is, you know, far away and uh, you've got these technologies and the mistakes and errors that they can cause. And right now we've just lost Barry. Hopefully he'll come back in the waiting room. Let's see. Interesting to know his story and why his internet dropped. Because mine is still running fine. And this is the first time it's happened, by the way. A few podcasts in now, and this is the first time it's happened. So I'm still waiting for Barry to join. Let's see if I can send him another invite. Oh, he's dropped me a WhatsApp. I think our internet dropped. Oh, he's back. Yep. Oh, there he is. And so I was just entertaining the uh, the listeners whilst your internet dropped out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what happened? <laughs> you froze for a while biting your lip and I was just talking to you about, you know, time commitment and people, they need to consider what they're getting themselves into and you're still, you're still staring at me like... Yeah, <laughs> I'm just mesmerized by the, the time it actually takes because <laughs> it froze and then it just dropped off. So yeah, sorry about that. It, no, it's fine. It, I was just explaining also that, you know, social distancing and having to consider what technology to use to be able to record podcasts like this will be more efficient at doing it, utilizing technology that we have access to. Uh, but then it has its downsides and its cons like this. Uh, but it's fine. Well, yeah, I was entertaining everyone does, there whilst you were frozen biting your lip. <laughs> cool. It does. I was just thinking, it does really um, hammer home how dependent we are on the internet. And uh, I just saw that it dropped out here. And things so I thought, oh, oh no. And I was about to sort of run out and go to the, the front office and say, what's happened? Has Edisalat done something again? Uh, and then it, it pings back in. But it's, it's also that um, panic is the only way to well, I was like oh no not in the middle of this this is you know this is something that we planned that we're recording and now something that's out of our control impacts it but I think it's also it, yeah. yeah it's 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 we are very very reliant on this but it's, um, it's well it's convenient that it happened isn't it because now we're discussing that and how reliant we are on technology and, and this is also a thing to consider like a camera that I'm using now and the camera that you're using the internet that we're connected to any one thing can go wrong with it. I thought you were gone again. Yeah. You froze slightly there. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a little bit glitchy at the moment. But no, no, I'm still here. But yeah, it's so true. But this is also why I think from these kind of content, doing Zoom calls, we are relying on that. But the set, exactly the same setup that we've just talked about is what I use to create my videos that are not going out live. They're not Zoom. They're the ones that I'm putting into the app. So yes, there is a certain reliance on technology. But in that scenario, the internet is not one of the tools that I'm looking at until the content is created. And then, of course, I'm 100% reliant on the internet to put yeah. it up into the app and have people. Well, you're recording consume. it. You're recording it directly into a device, whether it be a, a standalone DSLR camera or point and shoot, and in your case, directly to your computer through your built-in webcam and through some applications like you use ScreenFlow. 
yeah. record. So we, I mean, yeah. we can go into that another time. What kind of applications are? But just backtracking before uh, we lost you there is talking about the, you know pointless content to just get it up for the sake of getting it up there. And what I was detailing was there's there's a very big thing you've got to consider when you're getting yourself into this. If you're gonna understand and learn the skills of creating content yourself, there's there's something you need to 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 consider before getting yourself into it. It's a huge time commitment huge and if you're a small business or a solopreneur like you and i and smes or even large businesses with the department head of marketing or something like that it's a huge time commitment if you're going to do it yourself or delegate that responsibility to someone else internally and that's why sometimes it's worth outsourcing to a production company like myself to produce that content for you should you have the budget which can be discussed as well. There are budgets for every single different type of video. I mean, I can talk about this for hours on allocating budget for video. There should be a base rate or a starting point. Um, <laughs> there are many freelancers out there that offer very, very low rates and you need to be skeptical and, and, and careful about hiring those people because you think I'm gonna get a great professional video in the end, the video is a video, right? Most people need educating on on this. Or I say some people need educating on it, of what to expect, the process has gone into it. Because you can agree, your knowledge before I was mentoring and coaching you on how to create content, you were shocked the actual process and time involvement and commitment that goes into making even the basic of, of professional videos. Absolutely. It was, I have a completely newfound appreciation for videographers and creators when it comes to that, because my, I, I even went through this with clients. I'm thinking, right, I, this client wants help with their social media, for example, this is a few years ago. Um, and I'm saying, yeah, we can help with that sort of things. But the most important element of this is content. And then I would be going out there and this is before you and I sort of started uh, working together and, and asking people, all right, they just need five videos a day uh, so five videos a week they're going to be 30 seconds 15 seconds and then I'm getting quotes back and I'm thinking wow that's a lot in terms of in comparison to what I'm looking to charge them for the services they're going to say well we're not going to pay that and I'm thinking yeah that doesn't make sense so of course coming back to your point I'm just going okay well that starts at 10,000 well, this guy's quoted a thousand that's more within the budget range but of course I'm still thinking he's going to charge I'm going to be charged a thousand but I'm going to get a 10,000 dirham value there's um, a scenario like to tell up. clients in that is uh, you go into the honda showroom to buy yourself a civic and you're expecting a lamborghini for the civic mm. price it's, it's exactly the same thing and it's it's very it's easily overlooked because when you're watching videos and there's you know you've got access to so much content movies films uh tv series soap operas you know, the list goes on and on, documentaries. The list just goes on right down to an influencer's video or a commercial. There's so many different categories of videos. But in the end, you're labeling it as it's a video. I'm watching a video. Mm -hmm. So it's classed as just that one thing. So it's very easily overlooked in that sense. But I definitely think that it needs to be considered to be outsourced uh, because of that time commitment that's involved in it. But if you do have that time and willingness to learn, then for sure. And that's why I like teaching. And that's why I really enjoy, enjoy coaching and teaching you because I get to share that knowledge that I've gained over the years and still continue to learn. And I get to share that on because I think that's one of the bigger purposes of you know why we're here is is to share knowledge, to share information and just, just generally share. And that's why I like teaching. You know? 
yeah, to, no. to see the benefit that you get from creating the content yourself and then I get to see the end result and then be like wow that's a great job how much time did you put into that <laughs> all day well, and that, that, <laughs> yeah pretty much and that's the coming back to your point of, of of the the time commitment to this is I do agree that it's worth no well you should know what goes into it because then you have a much better appreciation of the value proposition that is on the table of your time i.e., my time versus hiring somebody to do this and I, I i have again a newfound appreciation of just how long it takes to go from pre-production through production to post-production and the split of time again my previous understanding of it was skewed because i now understand that the majority of the time when it comes to video creation is post-production setting up pre-production and capturing it is easy that's the easy bit well, that's that the requires, thing you know on a, on, a, on a customer project for example if we're on a project me and you we just get together it's not necessarily class as a client project but you and i get together we want to create some content i make a video for myself for whatever message and same with you then once we on set let's say or in our office wherever we're shooting that's all you see so from a client perspective or from someone that's hiring someone else to create the content for them that's all they see so that's the proposition mm. that's you know the positioning that they see is Oh, I've seen you today filming for six hours. Where's my video? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What you don't see is in the editing room, that one day of shooting turns into two, maybe even three, maybe three. even longer, depending on the complexity of it or the iterations or how uh, fussy the person is that want, you know, is hired out the video creation for. Yeah. So what you don't see behind the scenes, three, four, five, six days, one week, two weeks of editing, and obviously that's time involvement. So that newfound appreciation that you that you said you've you've got is it's it's nice to hear. And I, I think a lot of any industry professionals that are listening in or watching into this podcast will be nodding their heads right now because you're know, like, hey, you know, somebody gets it. Yeah, well, this is yeah, the, somebody gets it. But this is this is the problem I think from the outside is that. And this isn't just with, with content creation, video production, this is with anything that you don't know about, is that you have preconceived ideas. And until you do it, you don't really understand the, the complexity behind it. And this is what I now really understand because time is the most valuable resource any of us have. And we all have the same amount in a day. There's nobody, regardless of whether you have you know, you're poor or rich, you still have those 24 hours a day and you have to decide what you do with those. And I've decided that I want to learn a bit more about this. And, and as, as with anything, the more you do it, the, the quicker you get at it. And so yeah. it doesn't take up quite so much time and you're still able to produce something that's of a quality that you're happy with and that your audience feeds back and says, that's great. Uh, and that's what you want, really. But sometimes, and this goes back to something that we've just done, a project where we you helped me to capture the content for a LinkedIn series that I'm Put together for Cobabble as a technology, and it took three weeks. And it wasn't. It took three weeks of time to do it. It took three weeks of time for me to put the time in the diary to then have effectively eight hours to do it. And because that's how long it took to to, to, to do it. But as I and there was seven that they'll be coming out. But as I got to five, six, and seven, it was much much faster. But one, two, three, and four. It was a struggle, and I had to call you, and I had to get a tutorial again because I couldn't remember how to do certain. In, in a way, I'm fortunate that I can have that time. But now that I've actually invested that time in learning it, now I 
you can jump on there. And I just did it yesterday with a couple of other videos. And it's just like quickly putting a mask and, and now that I figured out how to do it with your help and inverting it and making sure that the, all of the things- Not a I've real mask, just that the listeners have got confused. No, yes. yeah, not, not a mask on your <laughs> yeah. face mask, a mask around no, the video. Mask on the video, <laughs> yeah. Um, because I use these green screens and, and I, my other green screen was smaller. And so again, something to consider is just that how you compose a composition of, of your video is really important. But it is, it, like I said, this newfound appreciation is about how much time it actually takes. Uh, and I know this because I've done it and I've sat there and I've had to I'm playing it and then I rewind it and then I play it again and I rewind it and I play it again and then what's that why is that play rewind play rewind and you can spend 20 minutes on just you can hear something that shouldn't be there or the you want to get some sort of transition to come in it's just not doing it because you just have to line it up exactly where you need it to be and the software is amazing once you get into it because it really does help you a lot but there's still those times you're thinking oh, it's just not doing it or oh, i've cut that too too soon or i'm trying to match this uh, music together and it just won't do it and i can hear the difference and all of these things that before you know it, you down with folks and you look up and you go, oh, blimey, it has been five hours that I've been sat here doing this and I've only done this tiny little bit. Um, and that's where I, I do really advocate for valuing your time, whoever's listening to this, how much your time is worth it. I'm 100% behind learning some of this for yourself. But then I think for many, it will be a case of saying, well, now that I know that little bit, and I still am not anywhere near accomplished enough to produce a video, outsourcing it should be the way yeah. forward. Because and I th think that's, that's why myself as a producer, um, why I've got into teaching it, why I enjoy teaching it, because I, I kind of found myself doing that already. And that's part of my responsibility as a producer is to educate my customers or, or you know clients that are coming to me asking for something, whether it be a video or a photo shoot is it's it's a producer's responsibility to educate the client on the process they should be made fully aware of that process so they know what to expect they know where their money is being spent and they know how long it's going to take just managing the expectations and because of that i naturally sort of fell into that position of, of wanting to teach the process because i was doing it anyway and but just taking that step further and showing them how they can do it if they wanted to and as a result doing that every time you you know you come to me and you ask me to make a video you fully understand the process because you put yourself as if you were going to do it yourself and you're okay i know what you need to do there's your time that you need to do it i know you'll do a good job take what time you do need and and i'll yeah. speak to you later when it's done not where's my video where's my video you know and then change this change that i spent this money on it why have i not got a lamborghini <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and this is, I think there's a, there's a meme that's out there about video, you know, given time is so important, and it's that the one with Spider-Man, drawing Spider-Man, you know, given 10 minutes, you can do a decent rendition, giving one minute, it's going to be right, given 10 seconds, it's it's rubbish, yeah. but the client is always, well, I want, I want the 10 minute version, but you need to do it in 10 seconds, and this is the, the, the lack of understanding that that is physically impossible because the thing that defines that is the time spent on it. Yeah. So I can give you the Lamborghini if you allow me the time. to give you the Lamborghini. Yeah, exactly. But if you are expecting a Lamborghini on a Civic budget, it's just not 
they cannot go together no matter how much you want to negotiate and bargain me down or whatever the outcome will not be what you expect because of that and again i think that's something that's perhaps more prevalent here in the middle east because i've noticed it even from our industry that it's always about wherever you're going to charge somebody you have to over inflate your price because they're going to try and negotiate and if they yeah. negotiate and they feel like they win then and that process to me is just still i understand it's culturally and it's historically yeah. where it's come from but for me it's a waste of time yeah it's and interesting that, that because when is, I, it's is a culture problem. shock for me because when i when i first came here it's even when you're buying or selling something even if it's a car or a used car is you've got to put that extra margin on top because you know that in order to sell your service or for someone to buy it they want to feel like they've got a deal and if they haven't even got a single dirham or penny off that whether your product is amazing and well-established yeah. in the market, they're not going to get it because you didn't give them that deal. And that's, that's culture. And it's really interesting to have to adapt to that. But I think just taking a step back there with, you know, it's interesting to understand the root cause or the reasons why this perception is there of a video. And I think it's because video can be made so easily with your smart device these days. It's not valued that well from the get-go, from someone that's not educated in the process of making them. They see YouTube videos, they see a movie on TV. It's, it's easy for them to switch the TV on, turn the volume up, that's all they need to do, and they're watching the video. So there's no value in the making of it. So I think it's, it's been, interesting to It's explore. been commoditized. It, right. That's the problem, it's been commoditized. Right. And so that's why it's like, well, it's just everywhere. So it, it's a video. It's a video, it's easy to make. Yeah, there's, there's my thousand, please give me my Lamborghini tomorrow. Actually, no, in an hour, because I know, I've seen other people doing it in an hour. Yeah, on yeah. a really, really huge budget with a team of 30 people. That's what you didn't see. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting yeah. to sort of touch on the, the reason why that's perceived that way. But also, I think there's a production triangle that I wanted to discuss about. And, and I wanted to say this on this podcast because I try to say it as much as I can, but it's, it's not received that well so with the production triangle you've got three corners of course like any triangle and in one corner you've got low cost and in the other corner you've got fast turnaround and in the other corner you've got high quality right and because there's only three corners with those high quality fast turnaround or low cost you can only choose two you're not allowed the other one so whatever two you choose the other one is immediately removed so for example if you want high quality and low cost you can't have it fast mm. you see how it works and if you want something high quality fast you can't have it low cost mm. and it just keeps going round and round and round i mean anyone that's listening that's kind of confused now just <clears throat> get a pen or a piece of paper and write this down triangle in one corner low cost in the other corner high quality and in the other corner fast turnaround and the two that you choose you can't have the other one and i think yeah. one of my friends in the industry actually one of my colleagues he 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 taught me that and it just makes so much sense not just to me on how i can educate a client on on the process or what they can have and manage their expectations but for them to understand too 
And I don't know yeah, why it's not been core. so well received. Yeah, it's the core. Well, because it's not well received because people don't want to hear that. They want to hear, hear the they truth. Have <laughs> it's like, well, I, I, I'm paying you and therefore I expect everything. So don't tell me that I can't have it because right. in everything else I do, I can have it all. Um, so you, you can't tell me that. But this is also the lack of understanding of what goes into creating this kind of content and, and also removing themselves from the everyday of, well, I can just stand there and I can put my mobile phone up and I can make a video. So why are you telling me it's going to cost me X thousands of dirhams to, to create my video? Yeah. And it's not until, and they, it's like it with everything here, it's about physically seeing it and it's them, you then saying, right, this is your 15 second social media video that you put on Instagram. And this is a hundred thousand dirham uh, project that we did. Watch them. Yeah, but well, it's also the reduction, go, okay. the reduction of video too is, is that I, I also get this um, question quite a lot is, you know, you're making me a three minute video or I say five minute short documentary promo video, whatever you want to call it, because it's five minutes, <clears throat> it's got this particular price or we priced it up to make it because this is the involvement, this is the crew, the equipment, the time involvement to make it. And then when they say, oh, can you just do me 60 second one? It should be cheaper, no? Because it's, it's lesser. Actually, it's more because you've got to communicate that same message that usually would have taken five minutes in a shorter space of time. So it takes a lot more thought process, a lot more creativity, you know, a lot more everything. And that's why it is more expensive. To hire a, a crew or an agency to, to, to build you a, um, a TV commercial, a car manufacturer or something like that as a launch of a new car, 30 second commercial space or 15 second commercial space on traditional TV, costs fortunes there's huge budgets involved in them yeah yeah and, and this is i think again a misperception but it's also this is why i want to talk about it because i think it's we i want to encourage as many people to start thinking about creating video content for their personal brand and also for the brands that they represent but i also want them to be fully aware of the ins and outs of this to have a, an appreciation of what it involves so they can make this conscious decision between doing it themselves or actively seeking out somebody to do it for them and, and how they weigh up that cost benefit um, mm. because it's it, for, for a lot of small businesses and I know this because I look at it the same is that it just seems like such a large number sometimes when you're talking about video creation and then you start to say well I want five 15 second videos per week uh, and you're telling me it's going to cost this much so now it's going to cost for a month it's going to be this much um, and it's just in, in line with everything else I've got in my marketing budget, this just seems extortionate because it doesn't line up with everything else. And, I, and, and therefore I then decide to put it aside and, and not deal with it because in my business, I just can't afford that. Um, it just doesn't make sense. And so this, but this is also where I think people are maybe jumping the gun because you need to discuss with that agency or organization exactly second videos are and are there ways of streamlining that process so that yeah. the, the, the cost um, and this is something also I want to emphasize there, there will always and there has to be a cost there's going to be a transaction there's still so many small businesses starting their business spending all their money on their website and not having a marketing budget and, and in today's world that's insanity because yeah. you cannot launch your business without having a marketing budget and even if you're going to leverage social media or whatever you still need to have money to advertise yeah that's a given you also yeah, whether it be advertising through video content. even if you're doing yeah. traditional advertising on you know on, a, on the highway a big billboard which costs 
Millions. Well, Way in the more. Middle East, for sure, yeah. Creative agencies <laughs> will tell you that uh, to advertise on big billboards, it's huge money. And for that budget that you've got for that, how many of these videos could you make that have more impact? And you can definitely emphasize on this from um, uh, digital media is, digital. Is, is monitoring it and what return on investment you get back. It's all recordable. You can receive all that data back to see whether the, the money that you put in has had an impact and you've got a huge ROI on it. And that's where I think video plays a huge role in digital marketing. Mm, oh, it does. It is, at this point in time, it's really the be all and end all, I would say. There's there's definitely um, some evidence to show that the long form conversation from podcast um, is, is, is getting in there again. And that actually long form copy is working very well from a converting perspective as well in, in social media. But at the moment, if you look at the statistics in terms of YouTube consumption and hours of video created and consumed, it's it's going through the roof where you know i've seen discussions about if it carries on at this rate we're going to run out of space to store it uh, you know servers are, are not going to be equipped to, to deal with the amount of data that we are yeah. creating especially uh, with the technology cameras yeah, increasing 1080p hd 4k 6k there are even consumer cameras out there are coming out with 8k now it's like come 8K. on what do you need to be filming in that resolution for for your podcast or your yeah social movies? media social <laughs> media it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy and there'll be more buildings the in the future with servers in them and there will be people living in them you're quite right yeah. saying yeah, and, and this is where it is, it's a consideration of thinking about what you what you are going to do, why you are going to do it, and then how you're going to do it. Um, and the, the, this is something that I want to emphasize, is that this thing is, is really, really uh, powerful when it mm. comes to this idea of content creation. But don't just jump in feet first, just do, do a bit of your preparation and research. And, and also, coming right back to something you said at the beginning think about this from a consistency perspective because when you start doing this it's exciting you're learning uh, and it's different and you you're you're enjoying maybe the, the process but then once you get into a rhythm like anything it becomes in some cases people will say well, it becomes a little bit more mundane and it becomes harder to become more creative and then of course the schedule slips and then all of that work that you've done to regularly create this content can really be undone very quickly when you decide, you know what, I'm just, I'm not going to do it today or I'm, I'm not going to do it for a week. And then a week They're turns burnouts, into two aren't weeks. They? Turns They're burnouts. Even yeah. YouTubers have these burnouts. I hear it all the time, especially these very, very popular YouTubers channel, uh, YouTube channels I, that I watch is they, they, they went from posting daily for a whole year to you know the, the standard go-to which is twice a week now i've heard is is for picking up on the algorithm uh to get your video pushed on the explorer page and so on to well why well, haven't heard from them for a month it's like well because they burn out they got bored of doing it they just they they their creativity met its end and they had to swap it up but they come back like any creative yep. does but I think coming back to what we said as well at the beginning is is um, preparation is, is key, especially anyone that's looking to get into this, creating their own content themselves. And just by the way, I do also advise that to, to my clients, even if it is big companies, big international brands that I'm working for, that uh, if they want multiple amount of videos making and their budget is X, 
and they're not going to get that amount of videos they want if they're outsourcing it or then employ someone employ someone that comes along into your social media team that has video skills and editing skills and have that person on your payroll because then you can fit it within your budget and within that amount of hours that they commit to your business in that month you can get so much content made that's going to contribute and that has a huge roi for you so i i advise on that but the preparation is key because in that time you can then set some parameters on what is garbage and pointless content to be posting because let's just set some etiquette to this you want to get into making videos whether it's representing your brand or your business or whether it's just fun home movie style videos that's more of a personal brand stuff like youtubers and influencers are doing in that planning stage you can create some parameters in whether you're deciding is this content you know going to help someone let's make sure that yeah. the content that we do post up has usefulness to it and has a point to it and will help someone else out as opposed to just throwing up all this content of animals and pets and dogs and i don't know that has its place but there is so yeah. it's saturated now and it's like i do find myself at night time in this feedback loop scrolling 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 watching these things and an hour later into it i'm thinking to myself what am i doing and an hour later i'm like oh still doing it <laughs> because of that yeah, content yeah. that's out there and i think that that falls into that category of, of pointless meaningless content it's, it has its place but it, it is a bit pointless so some etiquette there i think is is definitely needs to be understood we've lost him again like this technology is is not on our side today oh no and we're coming towards the end of the podcast too so i think just to sort of while we're waiting for Barry to come back into the uh, waiting room. Oh, he's back. No audio. No, I, are you got me now? There you're back. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is very convenient for this to be happening during this podcast, isn't it? Talking about technology yeah. and, and podcasts and content, content creation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it cut out Tested. then just as you were talk yeah, talking about um, pointless content. And I think just to come in on that that there's there's a place as you said before for some of the the cat videos and the dog videos and i have guilty pleasure the, the ultimate fail videos that you, <laughs> yeah. I, I get stuck into me like oh no, that's, that must have hurt. yeah but it is it is when you you think about your own content creation is that this comes back to something that i teach in digital marketing as well is that what is your online value proposition are you there to entertain? If you're there to entertain, then maybe some of this stuff is part of what you do because that's it's entertaining for people. But for a lot of uh, working professionals, for example, for business owners and so forth, they're not there to entertain. They're there to try and establish themselves as a thought leader and then at the end of the day to sell their product, whether, whether that's a service, whether that's their expertise, whether it's a physical box that you're selling, that that's the end, end result. And people don't often like to admit that, but I mean, that's the reality. So you then have to make a decision as to well, what am I there to do? Am I there to try and make you feel that it's okay to invest in me for my expertise, for my product? Am I there to try and entertain you? Am I there to educate you? What am I there to do? And once you've got that in mind, that makes your planning much more easier. And once you've planned, then the production is much easier. And then 
your post-production becomes a little bit easier because something I've learned from you is that there's certain things you can do during the production phase to make sure that you don't have to do it in the post-production phase and that can save you uh, a little bit of time and speed up the workflow this is a very important thing to sort of discuss too is the better you get at it the more practice do you have the more the understanding of the software that you're using to edit the, the content on the corners you can cut, the, 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 the faster ways you can speed up your workflow. And, and you're definitely noticing this because creating templates from a previous project that you've had edited that's you know, gonna be copy and pasted, but with new material in it, you can template it, set presets or, or LUTs, which is lookup tables in coloring. All these things speed up the process and it's very important, but that comes with the experience. Yeah, and this is where I think a lot of people try to jump in at that end and they want to do all of that um, on the first video that they do. But then um, personally speaking, I'm still learning a lot of the basics and only by doing am I understanding that, okay, uh, now that shortcut makes sense to me. Whereas if you teach me the shortcut, first of all, I'm not sure why that's beneficial to me mm. because I didn't realize. But then the, again, there's a number of scenarios where I've gone through and I'm clicking and I'm saying, oh, this is a bit laborious because I'm doing it over and over again. And then you say, oh no, this, this key, keyboard shortcut gets you back. I'm like, oh, that yeah. saves me a second, but it saves me a second every time. And I use that function about five times every minute. Lot, so it's yeah. saving me time over and over again. And it, it just, it does come down to that, but you can't get to that point without maybe getting you hands in there and trying it getting and the experience and i think this yeah. counts a lot and, and doesn't get spoken about enough and that's when when you are hiring or outsourcing someone to create content for you you are hiring someone that's got many many years of experience and the same the team that they've got on board to do it too like my team have got many years of experience the people i outsource to to get the jobs done uh, have many years of experience and that's what you're paying for so don't be so shocked when that these the budgets come back or the price for the video that you've been given for even if it's a short 15 30 60 second video that don't be so shocked or surprised with the price that you've been given you're paying for that experience because yeah. not only have they figured out ways of getting the job done faster with high quality but given you a result that you desire that that you, that you want so that's what you're paying for is, is the experience in the end yeah always and this is where people never associate that say well why am i paying that and you say well you, you say that it's expensive but in order for me to be able to offer it to you at a thousand dirhams i've spent a hundred and fifty thousand to to educate myself educate yourself, you know, yeah. to, to be able to do that for you at that price because the other side of the coin is you know what you can do it yourself and be my guest because now luck. you're going to have to go <laughs> and, and do spend this spend many more, um, more hours which if you translate that into into dollars is is way more than what you would have spent if you'd have hired someone so things to consider exactly. there is that balance yeah and it's also what your role is because again i'm doing this because i'm in a position to do that because i manage the business but in some days i'm saying you know what i shouldn't be doing this because there's other things that i should be doing but i also understand that by by acquiring this skill set it's going to set me in a good stead for the future because being able to edit and create video yourself is a skill set that I think the next generation, the millennials and the zennials and the you know the Zeds and, and all that, that they will learn in school. First of all, they'll learn it um, on their mobile device. And you know we've talked about this. You've got a, a, a solution for those people to do that because you can ca capture good content on your mobile device, and there is editing software that you can use on your software uh, on your mobile device, so that you can still produce 
good quality content for your TikTok, for your Instagram, for your Snapchat, if that's what you're doing. But again, why not produce the best that you possibly can? Um, on, on those channels and that's where your you know pocket productions uh, program which will be upcoming soon i'm putting it out there to thanks for you thank you to get it out and i know that you've completed a couple of the modules but it's exactly that it's it taps into both of our uh, commonality of education and, and sharing knowledge and, and helping people to do something that they didn't know how to do before yeah and it's I more targeted believe- towards someone that's on your level that doesn't want to invest in all this expensive equipment or things that in order to create a high quality video i need the most expensive camera and it's not about that so pocket productions is targeted to the general population that has access to a smartphone that can record video and to show you that you can make a high quality video to communicate your business message or your home video for your family to create some memories from the very device in your pocket that's pretty much more what it's geared towards yeah and i think it's a massive market opportunity because so many people now are capturing and you just have to look at my photo roll pre our engagement and you look at my wife's photo roll and you look at anybody's photo roll on their camera and they'll have tons and tons of snippet videos of trips they've taken of their kids of, of things of food um that that will sit there for years and do nothing with but then actually if you have that skill set you could take elements of that and you can create something um for, for your family for you yeah. for, for your memories outside of and business something even if it's just something yeah, a little yeah, bit more personal sure. make a personal yeah. movie so once you acquire the, the knowledge that you've got now it, i mean you you're moving beyond the basic level now so because you're getting into the post-production you're understanding the professional softwares and, and hardware that's that's out there so but even even at your level with the skill set you've acquired you can now consider that to start digging into your camera roll and pulling out some five second, ten second snippets, making a two minute home movie because in the end it's memories, right? I mean, that's the original yeah. reason for photographing and, and capturing is creating memories. Yeah, no, exactly. And this is it. I think it's an interesting concept because we all take these photos and videos and then maybe on the odd time when you're not dragged into a, a YouTube rabbit hole, you've got an hour. seem to have lost Barry again this technology is certainly not on our side today and if Barry can if you can hear me uh, it's saying I'm not online I'm just gonna stop that right there uh, so we can pick up where we so yep we're back so we're having multiple technical issues today we're not gonna let that control our podcast are we Barry no not at all as I say we're reliant on it but we just have to deal with it and deal it's odd because it. I've not had this issue before with Zoom but uh, anyway not on any of our go. podcasts even this is just no. this one We, like I said we certainly just aren't being tested yeah yeah just today but uh, no I don't know where it cut off but I was just saying that the skill sets that you acquire from a personal perspective in, in terms of personally to put stuff out there for your brand you can then apply to your personal life and take the millions of photos that are stuck on your photo uh, reel or in your photo app on your phone and turn them into something that you might watch more than once uh, you know a year once uh, every two years that you actually sit down and go through that stuff um, and I would also suggest that's good practice because then you get to do things that you don't do in your your professional stuff because a lot of my stuff is talking head it's like this whereas that I could get a little bit more creative and I've got b-roll stuff and I've got images of, of, of my kids and tr- trips that we've taken or just them 
hanging yeah. out because there's there the, is the, no limit really to the creativity there's absolutely no limit to creativity and when you start getting into the realms of beyond interview talking headshots like what we're doing now you start creating b-roll and there is no limit to the creativity on that the ways that you can do it the tools that you can use to enhance how that looks the angles uh you know the the, the camera motion or the subject motion if you're filming your kids for example chasing after them and they're laughing and giggling and having fun all these sort of things to, to, to consider that there is no limit when it i don't know what's going on today you went you would disappear then for a little bit yeah, and then just I, came, I, came back it, it froze so i had to still continue to keep uh <laughs> delivering some content <laughs> yeah, i don't know what's going on here we're we're getting a message i think uh the technology gods yeah. are, are sending us a message saying yeah they're saying wrap right that, wrap it up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well thanks for Fair hosting enough. my then, podcast let, well thanks for letting me do it <laughs> It was uh, really, really good to, to do so, and uh, and I appreciate your insights. I, I wanted to, to to ask you about this because it's something that we've talked about off offline, and I do believe that your knowledge and insight into this it taps directly into my world from a digital marketing perspective, but also from a digitization of content perspective. So I really do appreciate um, this time. I also really appreciate the mentoring and and tutelage that you've provided to me over the last year, maybe more, uh, to, to to get me to this stage, um, because. I do said it before I don't know whether it's cut in or out but I, I really believe that having the skills to be able to create video content yourself it, it's one of those skills that you would um, benefit from many times over from the time you invest in in, in figuring it out you get that back in you know 100 a thousand times over the, the course of the, the next few years because I do firmly believe that everybody regardless of your current status your current age um, you're going to need to know how to create good content and video is going to be the medium that you need to master. Yeah. Really. I think the return is, is huge once you understand the basics of it. And, and yeah, you're quite right. And, and thank you for saying those words because it, it means a lot. And I love teaching and I, and I think it has huge value. And in the content that we're recording on this topic, on these discussions as well, is, is valuable to anyone else that's wanting to go along that path. And that's why, that's why I'm motivated to get these, these modules, these online courses done. So I can, I can continue to keep teaching this craft on a basic level, or intermediate and advanced even when I'm not physically available. And you know this, that putting modules together and, and online courses is a very impactful way to educate, educate people. And I think just on that note and wrapping up, if, if anyone wants to know more on this, I am available uh, on my website. I'm active on my website a lot. I'm constantly updating it, uh, including my blog and case studies to, to my work. And that's on kemotionpictures.com. I'm also on social media, but mostly these days as a travel blogger. That's the, the sort of path that I'm leading down with, with my wife as a travel blogger. So we have a, a YouTube channel instagram account and facebook page called what adventures and i put all of my years of experience in filmmaking into my own brand now my own content that i want to create for myself it's around travel and adventure so it, it shares those experiences so it still has that entertainment and educational and has a point it's useful it's not pointless content so that's where i'm spending most of my time so you can catch me on those socials on there as well 
Yeah, and uh, it's a good place to see some of the work that you do. And it was one of the things that I was, I've been talking to you about as well. Is you want to get as much as that out there as possible. Because every time I see one of these finished pieces, um, I'm thinking that is, that is a really good video. And then you always show me the, the post-production and I look at your timeline and I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. The timeline on <laughs> the software, like, yeah. Yeah, on the software. It's like, <laughs> it's like that must have been at least six, seven, eight, nine months worth of, of work going into that because it's just so much. But it, it is, uh, go, go and check it out. What Adventures is, it's great. I think that it's great also that you are taking one skill set and applying it to something else which you are passionate about. And this is one of the reasons we connected. You're passionate about the travel, but you're also passionate about teaching people. And so your What Adventures brand is showing your video creation skill set around a, a subject matter that so many people can connect with and assuming to, yeah. things yeah that go back to whatever at least being able to travel soon sometime soon i think so many people want to and oh I, yeah I we're itching that absolutely itching to it's, it's, i want to turn the tables Everyone. of appreciation around based on this actually because we're discussing the the socials and the what adventures brand and our newly launched blog whatadventures.com and with thanks to you barry you've contributed a lot to the development of that site in fact we we you're responsible for the whole creation of of the site digitally and the tech that's behind it obviously the content comes from the adventures and the travel but without you we couldn't have got that blog where it's got to and i think that touches on on the teaching the coaching the student that that kind of relationship is and we've developed the collaboration in that sense and figured out how you can get what you want i can get what i want in the world of content creation right yeah definitely and this is i think a, a good place to, to end it is that you i've come to the conclusion that i can't do everything that i want to do on my own as much as i think that i can i can't and that's true for everybody there's only so much we can do and finding people that you can work with and trust is, is another skill set to, to work on yeah um, and then when you do you can really um you can leverage each other's skill sets so uh, i appreciate it i'm i loved and i do love but now with small kids and whatnot i can't travel as much so i it's a it's something that i live vicariously through you and sash then when i see them i'm like oh that looks awesome yeah. <laughs> at some point we'll be able to go and do that again there's a um, lot of love and older. appreciation going on here so virtual yeah fist bump. i know yeah <laughs> 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 awesome. and that's a, a good place to end thanks for letting me host this one carl and uh, i'm sure that thanks we'll for having me again very soon <laughs> absolutely for all your listeners uh download the podcast you can download it from the google drive here and uh, you can also listen in on youtube we'll be posting this on our on our channels of course might be where you're watching it now if you don't want to continue to keep watching the video here you have the option to download the video the, the audio file for your listening pleasure and barry i will look forward to uh you having me on my podcast me yeah one of the yeah. ways round in the future One way. we'll continue yeah. it. <laughs> look forward to it <laughs> Peace. Cheers. Bye.